Bonjour, it's Matthew from Matt's and Matthew, and you're watching Disney Channel. Ooh la la, c'est super! Hello everyone and welcome back to That's a Matthew. I am so excited to have a super special guest with me if you'd want to introduce yourself. Yeah, hi, I'm uh, Michael and I uh, run a uh, Instagram review, review page called uh, Decom Reviews. Uh, so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited that Michael is on here with me. I had been following his page for a little bit and I really liked his reviews and how he describes some of the different things. He um, he runs the page at Decom Reviews. I'll make sure when I um, post it today, I'll link him and tag him so you guys can most definitely go check him out. And today we're going to be talking about the 2000 and I believe it's 2011 Disney Channel original movie, Lemonade Mouth. So I personally love this movie very much. When I rewatched it, it just brought back so many memories. It's such a great movie with so many good messages, like for the whole family. It has such a very diverse, like, cast and it tackles like so many different topics that you don't really see on Disney Channel every day. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with that. Um, For me, like when it came out, I was like, uh, I think I was nine or 10, something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I I watched it with friends, watched it with family, you know, by myself. So uh, yeah, I, I I just love the movie. And it's very, I don't know, like, it's one of those Disney Channel original movies I feel like doesn't get enough, like, appreciation. Like, it's kind of like a forgotten one, I guess. It's not as popular as, like, High School Musical with the music or, like, Cheetah Girls, which is really sad because I think it's so great. I just love all the songs. I can't wait to talk about the soundtrack yes. because they're all, they're all, I was ro- watching and I realized that there's literally not one bad song in the movie. I totally agree with that. Um, I, when I was writing my notes down, um, literally, um, there's even the much like crush, the much like crush songs. There's like, even those songs aren't even that bad. No, they're not. I mean, I feel like they meant them to be bad, but they're not bad. Right, 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 right. Totally agree. Uh, the message in their songs is a little bad, but the the song oh, yeah. is very great. Um, I don't have any problem with that. Um, so, so a fun fact about this movie, it is based off of a novel um, of the same name by Peter Mar- or Mark Peter Hughes. I've actually never noticed that until I was doing research for today's episode. So if you guys like this movie, I bet you guys probably could go check it out. It looks pretty interesting. Um, I'm assuming it's basically the same plot and I'm really actually, I think I might have to check it out because I love this movie so much. Yeah, um, I agree. I have not read it either. Um, so actually you might check it out as well. Um, the film is directed by Patricia Riggin and written by April Blair and stars Bridget Medler of Good Luck Charlie, Adam Hicks, who I believe was in Pair of Kings. If you've ever Yes, seen he was show. in like the second part of Pair of Kings after Michel Musso, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was also in Zeke and Luther. Yes. Very good show. Um, Naomi Scott, who recently played Jasmine in the Aladdin um, live action remake. Mm-hmm. And was in the Power Rangers film in 2017. Oh um, right, right with um that guy from Stranger Things, uh, Darcy Montgomery. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then Haley, I I never say it right. Kyoko. Uh, Kyoko. Kyoko. Um, yeah. and she was in a couple different things. She was in the Scooby Doo um re- um remakes, um, in, on Cartoon Network. She was recently in the Fosters on. Freeform, 
and I believe she's currently pursuing a music career um, right now. So that is super cool because her voice is super good, and I feel like she might, probably could have got a couple more solos in this movie, personally. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, she's been doing a whole lot of music stuff, I, I, I believe, recently, as she just put out an album. Yeah, so that's super cool. And Blake Michael, who you probably know from the series Dog at the Blog, um, yeah. he, he's been in a couple other things, I think. I'm not really sure. He's recently, I think he's kind of become a little bit more famous. I think he's on TikTok right now. Um, he was in a Lifetime movie in 2015 called I Killed My BFF. Um, I haven't really seen too much from him. I know he's, he's pretty young. I think he was the youngest of the cast when he filmed this movie. And I think he was only like 12 or 13, which is kind of crazy. Um, when I was doing my research, um, I think he was 13 when he was filming and turned 14 right after. Yeah, that's super cool. Like, cause that's like kind of crazy because I, um, how I was probably pretty young. Well, I was probably like five or six. I didn't watch it right away, but when I re I noticed like they played it on Disney channel a lot, like when they would do like the encore presentations and I definitely like that brought back some memories especially like the first couple scenes like when they're sitting in detention which is super it's like a good storyline that I'm really glad that they did because everyone in in the group it has such like different things going on in their life if that makes sense and they are coming from different walks of life which is super like something that you hadn't really seen before and I kind of wish that maybe they would have done a little bit more with the series. I know that they were trying to make a second one, but they just couldn't come up with a like a good enough plot, apparently, they said. Um, which I'm glad that that instead of like pushing something out that might not have been as good as the first one, they kind of just realized that it's probably best to just keep it where it is at because it ends pretty successfully and they didn't probably want to mess with that. Yeah, I totally agree. And just going back to like how the five band members meet in detention, like, I think what, what really um, they do really well is, like, you get a good sense of where all the five characters of the band really come from. And, you, like, again, you don't really see that in a whole lot of, like, Disney Channel movies. Like, so I, I just really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was in my notes. Um, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree. Especially, it was only like 2011, which is nine years ago, which also is very crazy. But I've noticed as kind of Disney Channel chugs along, they've been doing a lot less decoms, but they also have created decoms that are more diverse. They have different kind of storylines. They're very different than what they used to do. And it's kind of progressed as time has gone on because obviously Disney Channel looks very different now because the kids these days are different than like the kids in my days or even like 20 years ago when Disney Channel like first got yeah, started. Definitely. So I usually start with like a little bit of a plot overview, which we've kind of already done. Um, it's about high school students named Olivia White, um, Mo, Charles, um, Stella, and Wendell, who all meet in detention um, after doing different things to get them in trouble in the beginning of the film, which is super well done because it's kind of like a flashback of the current events that they've gone through. And then in the end, you learn that she was sending the letter to her dad about how everything got started because she, he, they don't really see each other. I'm assuming they are. Um, and the mother died, which was also very something that they hadn't really done at Disney Channel at that time. 
Um, and right, the dad right. wasn't very much connected as they used to be. I feel like all the old Disney Channel shows, they always used to be like right on top of each other with the family. So it was kind of different to see a narrative and the home lives of all these different kids. Like they were all very different. Um, um, what's her? Olivia lived with her grandma, which w- I thought was super cute. And the grandma was so funny. I thought she was a perfect addition. And yeah. Stella's parents um, didn't really like that she was vegetarian and that she wanted to pursue music and not maybe be like a doctor, like her parents, which I thought was super relatable for a lot of probably kids at the time. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good uh, like that dynamic that they put in there mm-hmm. because it's so like, like you said, relatable. Yeah. And then we have um, Mo, who her parents um, are very traditional. They want her to like pursue like classical music, like playing the violin, which she appeared to be very good at in the film. And I almost think that if they, she could have played the violin like as like a pop violin in the band, I think that would have been super cool. Oh, I've never thought about that before. But um, yeah, that's that's. I think that'd be pretty cool too. And then Charlie, Charlie, he is attempting to be in a band but he his parents want him to play soccer which is the classic i'd rather you um play sports than be involved in something with the arts which this whole movie kind of circles around is the sports um community of the school has gotten a completely new gym a new scoreboard well they have completely cut the arts funding which is why it is so important that this band must stick together and um help save the arts so they decide to enter a competition called rising stop star which a popular band called mudslide crush who um mo's boyfriend is part of and they are the other band is very disappointed because they really wanted to like play their full set and that like causes a lot of conflict for mo and like the whole group because everyone kind of seems to hate them which i don't know why Um, I don't really think most of these kids really did anything for them to hate them, but that's my personal opinion. And then obviously they end up entering the competition. Um, So we were talking about the mudslide um, crush band, which is Mo's boyfriend's band. And he is not, okay with her kind of going against him which I thought was very unsupportive in my opinion he should have been like excited that they were both into music and even if they might have had to go against each other that they still like had a common difference if that makes sense yeah um I think that's that that's I think that's part of like the whole like he's not necessarily well I mean he is a villain but it really creates some uh, a, a redemption arc but I mean at the same time yeah I, I really don't agree with his uh I guess his emotions yeah at, at that point I just thought that they could have maybe like appreciated each other's differences but he was he was definitely not having it so that kind of basically sets up the entire plot of the movie um like in the beginning we'll talk more in depth about it but now we're going to talk about some of the characters what we thought about them and maybe like what if they were like problematic or like one thing that they like stood out for in the movie. So first we have Bridget Medler, um, who plays Olivia White, who is the lead singer of Lemonade Mouth. And she seems to be super shy. She's at the beginning. She's really not having this band thing. She's very 
I think she's very closed off and she kind of keeps her lyrics and her songs to herself, let alone like sharing them with the world like everyone else seems to want to do. And I just, I, I personally really liked her and I liked the dynamic of her telling her dad about this in the letter at the end. I thought that was a really good plot and it made a lot more sense in the end because she was telling a story the whole time, but then in the end, yeah. you kind of realized why she was telling the story, which I thought was super well done. Yeah, when I was little when I first saw it, um, I thought that was pretty cool. And even looking back on it now, um, you know, like nine years later, um, it's, it's, it's still like, really well done um especially for that time so yeah yeah and i i really do like uh, olivia white's character just because um, i don't know she just seems like you know she wants to say something but you know she's can't really get over that hurdle i don't know if that's quite yeah like she's yeah. kind of she just kind of keeps to herself like she's i think she's just very shy i feel like and it's also kind of revealed that she kind of has like a little bit of like a crush on wendell who is like the um, who plays the piano for the group, um, played by Adam Hicks, and like in the end, they I don't really I don't believe they end up together, but I feel like they're very much closer. They're still very good friends, which I thought was super good. And yeah. I really also personally like Wendell. He's very he he's very different from like the other people in the group. I feel like he's more of like I don't want to say the loner kid, but like a lot of people don't really like him that much. But he like kind of gets a, he gets through with stuff um and he also plays the piano which i give him credit because i have tried to learn the piano forever and i just can never seem to do it yeah yeah i agree especially in a rock setting and his he just seems to, like have a good time and he gets along with the rest of the group and i really i didn't have a problem with him at all yeah i mean what are you saying with the getting along with everybody um he kind of um how they give the CD uh, in, in class. And then he, um, it seems as if he talks to, um, what's her name, uh, Stella about um, playing at Dante's uh, pizzeria. Mm -hmm. And then he gets along with, um, I'm forgetting his name, but the drummer, you know, mm -hmm. um, Charles? Yeah, he gets along with him. Charlie. Charles, Charles, Charlie, really easily. Um, even Mo at some points, you can tell like he's, he's very much the, like the guy that brings everybody together, you know? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, without being in detention and them all kind of being rebels in their own way, they really wouldn't have that connection to help save the arts. And in the end, they do save the arts, and they got a completely new auditorium, which I thought was crazy, and it was yeah. very out of the blue. And it's a very good-looking auditorium, to be fair, too. Yeah, it is pretty nice. Um, up next, we have Haley Kayoko who plays Stella Yamada, who is the lead guitarist. And in the beginning of the movie, you can see that she's um, actually switching schools about a month into the school year because this takes place around Halloween because they have the Halloween bash. Right. And Stella, she's very, I think she's kind of, she's, is she, it looks like she's been through a lot. And I think that all of the stuff that she's gone through in her past kind of like, like forms her with how she is right now in the movie like she's kind of a rebel i feel like she's just kind of tired of like moving around it feels like she's moved around a lot she's never good enough for like her parents and everyone just kind of doesn't really like her she kind of has an attitude um and she stands up at the thing she wants to like stand up because the principal basically like stereotypes her because she's wearing a shirt or something that says mm -hmm. um I'm not really, I don't know what it says, but it like, she's kind of been the rebel throughout the movie. And I really personally liked her like confidence to stand up. Cause like, I definitely would not have the, 
like the courage to say something like that, especially in front of the whole school. And she just kind of wants the best. She, the entire movie, she's really pushing the band, which I thought was great. And she loves this opportunity. And I just feel like the other people, Mm -hmm. they kind of like, they just, I thought it was great. Like I just, this movie, I hadn't seen in such a long time, but I'm so glad I went back to like rewatch it because I thought it was so good. Yeah. um, uh, Stella Yamada played by uh, Haley Kyoko. I mean, I wrote in my notes, she's probably the best character in this movie. Um, I have, mm-hmm. I think that's just my personal opinion, but she's always just so, like, I think, animated, and she's always just trying to do something, and you can tell in her um, the way she acts it out, you know, the, the, the way she's always trying to push the band, the way she's always um, trying to be different, you know. Yeah, she's very the, encouraging. Uh, very yeah. encouraging. She helps further the plot very, very much, and I thought that that was very well done personally because and like also she's vegetarian which i thought was super cool and her parents didn't really understand why she was vegetarian which i can't believe how relevant that still is today like there's still people um like parents or whatever that they don't respect their kids decision which i thought was super great and each parent Mm -hmm. in this film kind of like portrayed a different parent like not like a stereotype just like a different parent that a different kid might have and i think that's so great like the different well-roundedness of the film Mm -hmm. and everything is very unique yeah very diverse um up next we have naomi scott who plays um mohini aka mo and she is the bassist of lemonade mouth and she is in a relationship with um the one guy i um i believe his name is ray and he is very um no not ray scott i'm sorry scott yeah scott and he is he's very or she personally is very like un. she is in the band but like she also is worried because her parents want her to be very traditional when she's seen with a boy it's a very big deal to her parents she's not old enough to wear Mm -hmm. lipstick to hang out with boys and i feel like her parents are very much protecting her and she knows that this is like different like she knows like that her parents probably won't approve which right, I thought right. was very interesting. Like, yeah, it um, added a very diverse thing to the thing because also, in addition to playing the violin, she also plays the bass, which I'm sure her parents probably did not like at all. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's so... Um, I, 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 I like her character as well. Um, she's very, um, very much the... Uh, I don't know how to describe it right now, but I'll, I'll think of the words later. Um, I don't know. She's very rebellious, but in her own way to where you can understand where she's coming from. Yeah. I mean, obviously you always want to be, you the parents always want what's best for their kids and the kids always want what's best for their parents, but they also want to focus on themselves too. So it always, it's kind of like a two way street there. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. Sense. And, and in the end, I think they both understand each other and get, um, sorry, her parents and then Mo herself just, I think they come to an understanding that, you know, it's not uh, going to be what the father wants, nor is it, it's not going to be what the daughter wants. And I feel like that's such a good moment. Yeah, especially when the parents are in the audience of their performance. Yes. I thought that was yeah. so great. And then even in the end, when like the whole group, despite all, everything that's happened, they're playing at Madison Square Garden, which their performance there was amazing. I loved the graphics in the backgrounds so with like the lemons floating mm-hmm. around. I thought it was super yeah. creative. And they just had like that. I felt like that was like a very climactic point of the movie after they had gone through so much, like they had all gotten sick, they had, everyone had doubted them, their funding had been cut completely. And I just thought 
that that was like the moment that showed everyone that they are in, like unstoppable, which I thought was super great. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool to um, end there, like I guess uh, Olivia's letter, like um, that kind of thing at Rising Star, where they where they actually lose. I found this pretty interesting because you know that they're gonna eventually, you know, be really big because of the beginning of the movie. Yeah, be, and so especially cool. at the end, I thought it was great. Yeah, and, and the scene is always, like, hard to watch. Not, not like, because it's so, I don't know, it's just very emotionally, just because you're so invested in the characters, right? Like, they've been through so much. I, I think you know, even from the jail scene, that it, that the writing star competition isn't necessarily going to go the way they want it to. Like, I always feel like, man... And it's so, yeah. I just I love feel the feeling. It's such a perseverant, like they're persevering mm-hmm. this whole time to like prove everyone wrong. And usually in like a Disney Channel original movie, you always kind of like that predictability that they're going to enter a competition and they're going to win despite all their odds. But in this movie, mm-hmm. they don't, right, which right. I thought was super good. And this movie, I really think had really been nothing had done like this before. Like all of the DCOMs, I believe there's 107, 108 of them right now. Yeah, something like so, that. And Before it's just Upside on Magic comes out in a couple of weeks, like ten days. Exactly, That's yeah, crazy. Uh, at the time of this being released, it will be out, and I will be covering it in a future episode. And it's to me, it's just so crazy. Like you can like even watch the Disney Channel original movies, and you can see like the different progressions of the plot. Like some of them are predictable, but like a movie mm-hmm. like this, yeah. If you were watching it for the first time, I felt like it was just very different, and I like that. Right? Yeah, I think that's a big difference, especially like I even watched it with my friends one time. Like, and, and keep in mind, like it's just a bunch of dudes. And we were just, you know, we were like vibing to the music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just it's such a different story. Like if you're gonna watch, say, High School Musical, like for example. Yeah. Um, even though you know that's a musical, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a totally different. Like uh, a feel. Vibe. It has a very yeah, different feel. feel and vibe. Exactly. To it. Yeah. Um. Up next, you have Charles, who is Delgado, who's played by Blake. Um, Michael and he honestly that character I thought was super well done because there are so many people that when their kids want to pursue music and their parents are like sports 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 or they want to follow they did that plot and they also did the thing about following in your siblings footsteps which mm-hmm. I I totally understand because I've kind of been like the entire I'm the um, oldest child and I have a younger sister and she's always very um she always doesn't want to be like follow in my footsteps and like my parents kind of like want her to so I just kind of thought that that was really relatable and then in the end when the brother comes and bails him out of jail I thought that was super great how the brother said do what you want and not Mm -hmm. don't let the parents control you and Charlie I felt bad for him because he was really I feel like he was really had a crush on Mo and like he confessed his feelings and then she was like I think we should just be friends but in the end I believe he ends up with someone it's implied some girl girl, which i thought was good yeah she has like i think she has like one line in the entire movie but it's also it's it's good for him because he deserves someone yeah he did yeah and what's also kind of crazy about um, him in real life is i i know we covered it before but he was 13 when they filmed that so he was like truly a teenager like freshman age yeah which is always crazy because i feel like when you watch the disney channel which movie they were like oh these are freshmen but like Obviously, they're, they're like 16, 17. Yeah, that's so, always like that. so crazy. So he was like the age, uh, he was even like a year younger than a freshman, which mm. is even crazier. Yeah. And he, he, but he looks way older. So I think I guess that's probably why he got the part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I watched I watched Lemonade Up again, knowing that he was 
uh, 13, 14 at the time. And uh, I, I couldn't really see a difference whether he was like, you know, 16 or 15. Like I, I really thought that he was like 16 or 15 in the movie, even though like my brain knew he was 13. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it like, like- worked well. All of, like, when you see these movies, you always kind of see, like, the people, like, these, like, Zendaya played a teenager her entire teenage years, all the way up till she was, like, 20 with Casey undercover, but then you have some teenagers who are some people who are in their 20s, late 30s, who are still playing teenagers in the movie, um, like, business, which I always think is so crazy, and, like, even Mm -hmm. some of the people in DCOMs now, like, they did DCOMs when they were younger, and, like, actually in their teenage years, now they're doing more DCOMs, and they're still in their teenage years, which is crazy, like, Dove Cameron, I'm pretty sure she's done with Disney Channel at this point now, after Descendants 3, but that's all, she did four DCOMs, she did Cloud 9, all three Descendants, Sophia Carson did um, Adventures in Babysitting, all three. Also three, yeah. And it's, it's so, it's, I feel like this is like my theory is that you're not a true Disney Channel star unless you've been in a TV show and a DCOM. Because I feel like it's such like you see all the big stars in both, like personally. And I just thought that that's always funny because like you'll watch a movie and you're like, why are they even in here? And then you're probably like, oh, they probably just wrote them in. Like there's a couple yeah, like, yeah. people that you're just like, all of a sudden, where did this person come from? And it's like a person from Ant Farm or something. And I always thought that, that was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Up next, we have Nick Rowe, who plays Scott Pickett, who is Mo's boyfriend, who we previously kind of mentioned. We don't really like him. He is the um, guitarist for Mudslide Crush. But then eventually in the end, when I actually do like his character, he is the lead guitarist or one of the guitarists for Lemonade Mouth. Um, the entire time he was so unsupportive and I am so glad that in the end they kind of like appreciated their differences and he was on the, um, in the band, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, So I I wrote down, um, Scott's redemption arc and I think it's, it's really, um, well, I, I think what that means is because he's so like, um, not hesitant, but he really doesn't want Mo to be against him. But then throughout the movie, you can see he's he's really seeing her. Like when um, Mo's saying she's so gone, he's in the back um, looking. He's like, dude, I really messed up. You know, mm-hmm. you can totally see like he's trying to like uh, understand her, you know, as yeah. opposed to like just like writing off like, oh, yeah, she's, uh, you know. That was like, I, I feel like that was the clicking moment for like even both of them. Like cause she's singing that song, which is a great song, probably one of the best songs in this movie. Mm, such yeah. a great song and then he that like really that's the moment that it clicks for him that like oh he messed up he needs to kind of like come together and i thought that that mm-hmm. was so great um other than that i was very irritated because they almost broke up and at that point i forgot that in the end he eventually joins the band i was like just break up with him already because it was he was getting annoying yeah. but then once he like realized that they need to like support each other i thought that that was like the best part and yeah, he had yeah. a great storyline too, even though he was probably like one of the main villains of this movie. Yeah. Um, and that's other, other th- the other thing about the villains in the movie. I feel like they're allowed to grow mm-hmm. in, in their like villainy. And then there's also Scott who, um, you know, realizes he's in the wrong. So I think that's also something that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, just because you don't really expect, like, I guess you don't really see that, you know, where, where the villains are, you know, they're right there. And mm-hmm. you're also allowed to see them in scenes with the uh, um, the protagonist, and in this case, the entire cast, Lemonade Mouth. Um, just, I, I feel like they do a really good job 
Um, so yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of villains in decoms, like they're always like villains and you never really see them like up close or even like have that redemption. But in this movie, you like see why they're evil or why like why they're against this. And then you see them like fix themselves almost. I use that term very loosely, but like very, yeah. they redeem themselves. They have their little redemption, which I think is mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah. Up next, we have um, Chris Brochu, I believe, who is I'm pretty sure he might be related to Doug Brochu from... Yeah, yeah, he's his older brother. From, oh, um, that's super cool. Sonny, right? Yeah, Sonny, he was in Hatching yeah. Pete, a couple other ones, I'm not sure. And yeah. he, to the entire time, he he didn't really have a redemption at all. Um, no, he was just... Messing bad. things up the entire yep. time. He exactly. was trying to ruin Naomi. He, like, brought Naomi up to the weight room to see her boyfriend flirting with that other cheerleader girl and just, and he like started a whole like food fight at the restaurant. Like what did the restaurant ever do to him? He just, he just tore up the whole restaurant and I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Um, that also that I felt really the, I feel like Disney channel original movie restaurants always are so cool. Like, like the little diners and stuff. And I would Mm, totally go eat there. I thought the restaurant looked super cool and it was all music themed. And then they had performances, which I thought, was super cool um up next we have tisha campbell martin who plays the teacher who kind of brings these all all of the group members together and she plays mm-hmm. miss jenny and honestly you don't really get much from her but she's just super she kind of adds comedic relief to like some of the tougher scenes like she's dancing in the hallway yeah yeah she just really she really wants like hope for the arts even though there's like literally no hope because they cut the mm-hmm. funding which is really mm-hmm. sad yeah, um, and I, I like how she stands up to the principal when he's on his um, how would he call those things? You you, I, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, um, I like don't know what the, they're uh, called though, like I, I the wheelie things. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I thought was super funny because he was just like riding that around like it was nothing. He was like zoom, zoom, zoom. I was like, oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I just thought that she was just super funny, and like the one mm-hmm. thing, do you know who Trisha Paytas is? I do not. Okay, well, Um, she's a YouTuber, and when she was dressed up on Halloween, she just looked like Trisha Paytas to me, and I thought it was super funny. Um, I I just, like, thought of her that entire time, which is super funny. I don't know why I said that, but I just... The character the entire time, even on, like, even at Halloween, she's, like, always trying to convince the principal to, like, take back his, like, decision. And the principal, Mm -hmm, he also has a redemption arc at the end. He does give them an auditorium, which I'm not really sure where they came up with all that money because that's, like, crazy. That's a great auditorium, like, I wish. Especially after he cut the funds, which, I guess, it's Disney Channel. Yeah, I think what happens is uh, how Stella meets uh, Mel at the the wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's how they get the money. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe there's a line in there somewhere where... uh, she says something like, do you want to change something? I'm pretty sure that's where, that's where they get the money from. But don't quote me on that because I don't quite know that that much. But anyway. Yeah, I, I totally agree because like that scene, I was very confused. I had to like go back and rewatch it because I kind of missed the little conversation between Mel and um, I first Stella I kind of missed that little quick like conversation so I had to go back and rewatch it and then I like then it clicked that that's the guy who's the lemonade guy mm-hmm. so then that's like when it really clicked and then I think that would make sense if they um started like he maybe like donated or what the whole 
um, Tabaka was. I don't know. It's Disney Channel. Anything's possible. Yeah, yeah. Um. But, so, oh, you can go. Oh no, no, no! It's cool. It's cool because we were talking about um Miss Jenny. Uh, she's, I, I do like her character. Um, that's, oh yeah. As, that's like for most of the characters in this this movie. I, I just love her characters because they're so, they're not, um, they're just so like well woven together. You know, like the story happens because the characters are acting so well. I, I, I don't know how to quite explain it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, very, it just feels magical. Yeah, it's, like, it's, um, it's like yeah. the friend group everyone wants, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, the friend group is so diverse as well. It, it mm-hmm. kind of just, it's just like, you know, it's, they all come from different places. And yeah, even, I really uh, like Miss Jenny, she, she, we, don't even know, we don't know where she comes from, but she's still like helping them, you know, as if they were her students. And I just feel like it's just so cool to see that, you know. Yeah, and I especially, I just love her energy. Like, even in the beginning, like, they're they're so against it. Like, they don't want to be here. Like, they had all done something that would get them there. And I just like that she's, like, basically without her character, like, the whole thing would never happen because she, like, Mm -hmm. encouraged them to clean. And then they start, like, tapping. And then one other person starts joining in with some other noises. And then eventually Uh they create, like, a, a song. And also, like... Olivia, um, played by Bridget Medler, she, she always, her lyrics, like, she came up with some of those on the spot, and I was like, these are really good lyrics, um, yeah, we all know they were probably pre-written, but, like, even still, I think, I still think it was cool. Yeah, I think if we circle back to, um, what's his name, Charles or Charlie, Mm -hmm. like, he, um, now that I think about it, he really started a couple of those songs, like, um, in the first detention scene, in the jail scene, yeah and if they have one more um i'm forgetting it but he really he really starts that you know and like like we said with the jenny if it, if it wasn't for his beats they would not really be in the position that they um are in the end you know so yeah oh yeah definitely i think that so that's what makes it like so crazy it's just like everything like kind of happens by chance and then mm-hmm, yeah. it ends up being something so amazing and so great yeah and and the whole movie throughout it just feels like um it's just very, I don't know if organic is the right word, but it just feels like all, all the scenes like mesh together really well. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I, I just, I, I like this movie. Um, and I think maybe that's part of it. It's just, it, it just feels so like well put together. I don't know if that, if that makes sense. Okay. Is there like any specific other characters you want to talk about um, before uh, we get into the plot? Uh, I guess. I mean, you could do a little bit about the principal. But yeah, I guess he's he's um, you know, you you can tell like he really wants his place to be his place, like the school. Yeah, yeah. he's very. He's like I don't know if it's just my school, but I feel like all the schools are very sports oriented, and he is very mm-hmm. sports oriented, and like the theater programs or like the band or etc whatever it might be um he just is not having it he got a sponsor which is basically like a ripoff of like powerade or gatorade like yeah, turbo, yeah. turbo something turbo blast yeah, yeah turbo blast and he just he doesn't really care it's like all about the money he like says um sports bring me money brunny money brings me success and then success brings something else i don't know I just thought that that like that whole line just 
describes his character so much. Like, he's all about the money. He doesn't really care about anything else yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. And whatever's yeah. going to bring him money is what is best, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like how, too, um, um, he's letting off all the the um, I, I, athletic people, like, off with, like, warnings and stuff. But then Mo, she's, you know, the she's a pretty good student, but she gets a warning. Um, not, not that I like it because it's bad, but I like it because it shows more of his character, like, you know, where his loyalties lie. Yeah, you know? like, he's very – he – would rather redeem the sports people than people interested in the arts, which says a lot mm-hmm. about him as yeah. a character. And even in the end, once he does give them auditorium and they're sponsored by Mal's Lemonade, um, it kind of looks like um, he like cheers and he's like excited to like have the new auditorium. He's like posing for pictures. He's all about like the pl- publicity of mm-hmm. the school, which I feel like is just very common. And I feel like it's something that happens uh, in like modern day schools a lot. Like arts funding is cut and like sports and other stuff and i just feel like it's just a very relatable movie mm-hmm. like you can yeah, find yeah. something in the movie to relate at some point yes i totally agree with that um so i guess we'll talk about the plot and then we'll get into the songs which i love mm-hmm. very much and they're all very good yes um totally so agree. once they realize that they're going to enter the music competition rising star against mudslide crush mudslide crush is very angry because they are taking half of their set, which obviously I can kind of see where their anger lies, but they don't know that the boyfriend or one of the band members' girlfriend is in there and the guy's like talking smack about the band and then she's like, wait, um, I'm in the band. And he goes, no, you're not. Like that, I felt like that whole scene was very awkward to watch because it was very rude. In a way. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I feel like that scene... Yeah, it's one, it's awkward to watch. And then two, I don't know, it just, you kind of see like his, where where, where uh, Scott's mind is, you know, mm-hmm. at, at that point in the movie. And um, yeah, it's it's not a very nice scene, but um, but again, it like definitely shows, you know, that, that Mo really doesn't deserve this guy. I'm just saying. No, I, I totally agree. The entire time I was watching, I was like, just break up with him. But then I kind of forgot that in the end, he does redeem himself a, a little bit. I'll give it to him. Um, but the next day, they go and they start talking that they need to meet, like they need to like put something together because they just kind of entered the thing and they didn't really know what was going to happen. They kind of just knew that it was going to be not good like they kind of knew that they were going to enter and something good might come out of it but they also entered with nope they just kind of made one song and like they didn't really have much to go off of so they decided that they're going to meet they're going to write some songs they kind of determined that um olivia would be the the lead singer and then there'd be um backing vocals with stella and then mo um doing the bass and then wendell on keyboard and he raps which i thought was super cool and then charlie is the drummer and they kind of after that that's like once it really picks up for them that's when the school kind of turns against them and like everyone hates them which they had never heard any of their music before so i have no idea what they were going off of i I think it was more like um like for what's the song um like like they didn't keep the status quo oh from high school musical like yeah it's kind of that whole thing it's just like they 
they, no, no matter who they were, they were the enemy of Mudside Crush and the athletics, I guess. So it's kind of the whole thing of like, you know, it doesn't really matter. But if you're against the, if you're against them, then you're against us, you know? Yeah, but, I agree. Because like, yeah. I, you kind of feel like when you go to like a school like that, you kind of notice that like sports kind of have like priority. And I feel like the sports had that priority and like they were kind of like mad about like that and then they broke the status quo which even in high school musical kind of like a little reference there and so then they play at halloween bash which is super cool and i totally forgot this movie takes place around halloween probably mostly because it came out in like april or something Um, right right but i just thought that that halloween bash was like super interesting because they obviously um, Olivia's getting really nervous. She had never really done like a performance at this level before, which I totally understand is going to be nerve wracking for her. And she like gets super nervous and she goes into the bathroom and starts crying. And then the group has to find her um, before the performance. And they are, it's like starting to just go downhill. Like this, like the first, I mean, this, the first big obstacle would obviously be about them like not being supported. I would say this is like the second big obstacle of the movie mm-hmm. that they face. Yeah. And then everyone's, like, starting to think that they're not going to, like, perform and, like, they're okay with that. And then eventually she goes to – they perform, which I – they did a super good job. And, like, everyone, Mm -hmm. like, was kind of skeptical because the Terminate kind of starts off with, like, a little bit of a uh, – what's the word? I'm trying – like, a a slower – like a slower Mm -hmm, start and then once they really get going everyone's just kind of like jumping around which i thought was super funny because they had literally never heard them and then once they did they like were in love and then Mm -hmm, it just becomes like a super big thing like there's posters all around um which i thought was super crazy because at the end of their performance um the principal had pulled the plug which that was obnoxious i'll have to say him pulling the plug on their performance was not very nice of him but I thought that that it was just very interesting that everyone just started showing their supports, like the support for them, which they didn't have before because everyone was so against them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that, that's when things kind of like go downhill because the principal um, will not let them play at the school ever again. So they have to kind of become creative. And that's when they go back to the pizza restaurant, Dante's Pizzeria or Dante's Pizza, and yeah. that is when, like, they really get going, I guess. Like, that really helps pick up their their band and show their support. Like, it shows, peop- it shows them that people are actually interested in their music, which they had never really expected anything to come out of it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And all of a yeah. sudden, it's just, like, a big sensation. Yeah, I think coming out of the, uh, the Don't Just Beats Real, like, meet up the second time, like, I believe it's – is it Mo or Olivia that leaves? Anyway – one of them leaves and then she turns around and sees that big poster. And I just think that's pretty cool because after like one or maybe, yeah, like, like one uh, outing with the Halloween ba- or like one gig, like they get this big poster and it just shows like, you know, they, they, they really mean something to a lot of people, you know? Yeah. It like shows the support. And I think that that was so great. And the poster actually looked really cool because their whole yeah. group is very like about empowering themselves and I really like that message. And then they start empowering other people um, that love their band very much. And then they really blow up um, as 
the song Determinate, which is probably one of the standout songs of this movie, is being played on the radio. And then, like, they tune the grandma's radio who's listening to classic music into um, the station. I thought that was so crazy. But then, obviously, because it's only, like, halfway through the movie, they they have, like, another plot twist. And everyone starts getting sick or injured um mo gets sick she can't, she's losing her voice and charlie like breaks his hand or his his arm i believe or his fingers something around yeah i think it's just three or four fingers that but basically means he, he can't drum yeah which is kind of important if you're going to be the drummer mm-hmm. and then when he i believe he gets hit in the eye after they had crazily gone at i believe that was from the fight uh no i think that was from when uh, he's trying to putting up like some kind of painting or frame and he drops the frame when his dad asked him to be best man. Oh, yes, I remember. Oh, no, yep, that's correct. And then, so Stella is the only one. And Stella, again, even through this, is continuing to push. Like, she really mm-hmm. wants this to happen, which I love her, like, energy. And, like, she lo- wants to persevere. So, obviously, they um, go to the school, and it's raining. And they're removing the lemonade machine because, apparently it supports this group and they don't like this group. So they better get rid of the lemonade machine too. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe it's also due to the sponsorship. Uh, I think they said the principal needed it due to the sponsorship of the gym. And that was just like, that kind of was like the really breaking point of the band. And that's when they get an argument with like the moving group and Mm -hmm. they um, move the guys. Then, like, they end up in juvie for, like, protesting that, which I thought was kind of, like, overreacting a little bit. But, like, I probably could see where it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, then that's when, I, like, I, it really picks. That's when they realize that they need to do something. Like, they can't give up. Yeah. And they start, yeah. like, tapping, and they start singing Turn Up the Music. And Yeah, uh, uh, the jail scene. That was, I thought that was a pretty good scene. I think that's probably myself, it's but. very empowering and it like it's it really shows that they like really don't want to give up. Yeah. And you know, through all of their um I guess differences, you know, they're when they come together they like sing, uh or like um you know, just play. You can tell the band just comes together really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even after like I believe Olivia loses her voice because she's yelling at when. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. So, like, so basically, you know, everyone it has like some injury that prevents them from performing, yeah. but they're not going to yeah. give up, and they are going to perform. Which I, that scene is really awkward to watch. It kind of you get like secondhand embarrassment from that scene. Personally, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's they hard sing, to watch. and obviously, Mudslide Crush performs their hit song "Don't You Wish You Were Us," which is supposed to be like a bad song and it's supposed to send a bad message. But honestly, it's a pretty mm-hmm. good song. Like, I don't have yeah, a problem. Yeah, I with agree. It. And then Lemonade Mouth starts their performance. Um, it's really rough. They, um, Wendell can't play the right notes. She's not hitting the right notes with her voice. She can't sing. She doesn't have a voice. And like then they start to get booed, which if you've ever been booed at before, it's not a good feeling, I'm assuming. Oh, it's terrible. And then yeah. this is like the most powerful moment of the film, honestly, is when they realize how much the people love them because everyone starts singing Determinate in support of them, which I thought is so crazy. Like, I really, that scene is, if you've ever seen the movie Mean Girls, anyone, like when Gretchen knocks the radio over and then they start singing Jingle Bell Rock, it's very similar to that. 
And it's such a powerful scene, especially when like everyone starts singing, like even the unsupportive parents, which I just, I love that scene so much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a good scene, but yeah, the, the beginning of it is kind of a, yeah, it's, it's just hard to watch because, you know, they've been through a lot and then they get so close and then it's just like, you know, all they, their work is just flushed down the toilet. Like there's yeah. no point, and, which and, you should and never they, they give up. Honestly. Yeah. And, and, and things like they can't even control it because you got one guy with broken fingers, one, uh, Wen's eyes, uh, gone, Olivia's voice is gone. Mo is just straight up sick. It's like, you know, you can't really control any of that. So it's, yeah. just, it's kind of just heartbreaking to see. And then um, Scott um, decides that he's going to play for them, which is super great because that's like when he realizes that Mudslide Crush is literally not going to get him anywhere and it's just bringing other people down and he decides to join Lemonade Mouth and then Mo and Scott make up um, after mm-hmm. their kind of little argument about if they should break up or they need to support each other. And then Charlie really, really wants, like, obviously he, like, told her, I like you, but she's not into it. And then, but he ends up with another girl who I think is very good. I think he deserved that after that rough plot that he had come. He never really had, like, a a moment to shine, I feel like, in this movie. And then Stella and her mother are, like, they've made up. Like, they understand each other, which is super important. Like, in the beginning, she didn't understand the music, the hair, the the um, the vegetarian part, which I just think mm-hmm. once they kind of, like, became close, I think that was such a great thing. And then, obviously, they have Wen's stepmother. Um, they get married, and he had never really liked... Um, his dad's fiance, but then like he finally accepts it. He's the best man. And then this is like the really like big part that Stella recognizes the owner of the lemonade company, Mel, and he donates the music hall to the school, which is super crazy. But also Mm -hmm. Mr. Brennigan, I can't even imagine what he was probably like when he heard that, honestly. And then he, um, I believe it's revealed that Olivia's dad is either in prison or very far away and he sends yes. the story to his fa- to her to her father, which is I think that was like that really made sense. Like, if you didn't really know why she was telling the story, because the entire time she was kind of narrating between mm-hmm. scenes, yeah, kind of made everything make yeah sense. Yeah, um, uh, the whole movie um, it, it is like a letter to her father who's in jail. So, yeah, I, I think there's also a scene when they're singing more than a band. She says, "My dad's in jail." think but correct me if i'm wrong no i i do believe that he is in prison or jail okay okay yeah yeah i I couldn't quite remember that but yeah yeah um and then obviously she realizes that she forgot to tell him that they're going to be performing at madison square garden with scott and they perform breakthrough and that is such uh just love that song Um, yeah that's yeah that's a good song too they're all they're all good songs, and the thing I didn't realize until I watched it this time is, you you can hear the beginning of Breakthrough in the beginning of the movie, and then Breakthrough at, is at the very end of the movie. Yeah, so, so it's kind of like, kinda like makes it a full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like even like in the beginning, like you hear like some of the music, like all of around, like the music is kind of like sprinkled around a little bit, which I thought was super great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they're 
that's basically the end. And at the end, they're performing the concert. There's confetti. Everyone's cheering. And it's like a happy ending, despite what they had gone through, which is so amazing with Perseverance. Um, personally, I think that was great. Um, I'm kind of sad that there's a song called Living on a High Wire that isn't included in the movie. I really think that would have been a nice touch. Yeah. But yeah, I they, believe you can listen to it on like Spotify uh-huh, or yeah. um, Apple, uh, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your music on the album i think Which, that would uh, i don't really way, know where it would fit but it's a yeah, good song i don't know where it would fit but um it, it is actually really really good too so i mean it, it, uh, for anybody watching that wants to listen to it or hasn't seen it or listened to it before definitely go listen to it because it's, it's also a pretty good addition to the, uh, mm-hmm. to the album all right so i guess now i'll just talk about the songs because like you said they're all very good and there's literally not one bad song in the movie yes um yeah. So the first song that you hear really is Turn Up the Music, which is performed by the rival group Mudslide Crush. And what? Turn Up the Music? Isn't that Oh sorry, I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the right song, but the wrong song name. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, sorry. No, Turn Up the Music is the first song. I'm very sorry. I'm very out of it today. And so Turn Up the Music is the first song. It's like their very come together moment. And it's yeah, that's just the, the, yeah, very, that's the song. it's the first song and like they kind of just start and it's, it's so very good. And it's a really good song too. Um, and I just love the way that they just come together for this song. Yeah, it's very, um, like I said before, uh, Charlie starts it and then somebody else had to beat and then someone else had to beat and then eventually olivia starts singing and it just you know without talking they just communicate with each other through through, through the music which is yeah through the music so and so yeah it's just good yeah um up next is a song called somebody who is sung by bridget medler and that song is i believe that's a little bit of a slower song um yeah but I, I really, honestly, I like it. It's very, um, it's just, the song has a like, kind of like a really rock feel to it. So it's kind of nice to have like a, di- a little bit of a different song, if that makes sense. Kind of like to slow the pace or like add some variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, and I, I like it's how it's just the whole, it, it's like somebody like she's trying to, because she really doesn't know who she is, right, uh, Olivia? Um, mm-hmm. So I think you can tell through that song, she's trying to find who she wants to be, you know, the entire song. Um, yeah, which so, I feel like this, the whole movie, like everyone's kind of just trying to find who they want to be. Yeah. So yeah, great song. Um, up next is And the Crowd Goes, which is very rock, very punk rock feel. Mudslide mm-hmm. um, Crush. Is Mudslide Crush. That is their first like big song. And they're, I feel like all their songs are very like about we're bet we're the best and you're not so just get over it. Yeah, I think that was the no, I think that is the intention. I definitely um, feel like they're that's supposed the to intention. be. I mean, just wasn't listening to their uh, songs. I think they have two or three. They're very like, like clearly the villain. Yeah, but then, I mean, you need to have some kind of villain there. I understand. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit too on the nose, but it's that's okay. But um. But that song is also it has like a very good beat. I don't I don't know what's up with the uh, with the lyrics, but I really do like the way it's 
you know, like, mm-hmm. it's know like very, it's... you don't like, it's everyone kind of like, I feel like ignores that song, but it's also a very good song, even though it's not sung by Lemonade Mouth personally, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, up next is probably the most iconic song, Determinate, who is sung mm-hmm. by the band. And that song, it's just like, it's a classic Disney Channel original movie song of the year. It still holds up to be great. I was, I listened, it's in a couple of my playlists, but like watching it in the movie just kind of brought back like memories of listening to the soundtrack when I was younger or even just watching it on TV. And it's, it's just such a great song. I really, I don't have anything bad to say about this one. Yeah, I, I don't either. I mean, it's just one of those songs where you don't really expect much out of it. You know, um, just like the first 10, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's super slow. It's very and, and then it slow. and then it picks up. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it's um the bass yeah, kicks just, in and everyone just uh-huh. it's just like a party. Like even at like when they're performing at Halloween Bash, like everyone's kinda like questionable, but then as soon as it picks up, then everyone's just like up jumping around, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. And then when the rap part comes in, which um um I, I, I didn't see coming, um, even though they like alluded towards it in, in, in the uh in like an earlier scene i believe mm-hmm. um but it, it, it was still pretty good like you know it's it's a great song i don't um have anything yeah, bad to I, say about it i have Only nothing praise. bad to say about it um up next is a song called here we go which not every one of the band sings it's um sung by adam hicks bridget medler and Haley kayoko i don't really have anything to say about this i feel like it's just a nice song to add like to like the variety like i said yeah yeah I, I think though, not that it's a bad song. I just think it might be like a weaker song, mostly yeah. because it, it it got cut short. I yeah, you don't hear very much time. of it. You can hear yeah. the full thing if like you listen to it on like Spotify or whatever. But in the movie, you only hear like probably like a minute or two of it, not even. Yeah. Which I feel like whenever they do that in a movie, that's when you like kind of you kind of jip the song a little bit, like you don't mm-hmm. allow it to be heard that much, which I don't like. Yeah, but still, it's a, it's, a, it's a good song. It's still yeah. a good song. Like, none of these songs in here are bad, like, at all. Exactly, yeah. Um, up next is She's So Gone, who is sang by Naomi Scott. And this song, I, I love it. I, it's, like, a very – it kind of, like, picked up in the past, like, couple years. Like, I feel like it kind of maybe was trending on TikTok or something. Because, like, I feel like everyone kind of was talking about it. And then there was, like, the memes going around, like, how everyone slept on her before she was Jasmine. And this was, like, the OG. It's very true. Like, this song is so good. It's very, it's upbeat. It's rock. It kind of is, like, one of those songs you just want to, like, jump around to and just, like, have a good time. Yeah, and I think, again, same thing with uh, somebody. Um, uh, uh, Mo is, is, you know, expressing herself. You know, She's So Gone is literally... You know, you can look, but you can't see the girl I used to be. You know, that's that's one of the lyrics, and you can totally, like, that fits with her character, you know? Yeah, the um, the lyrics are very well done. Like, yeah, so, I mean, it's just, um, it's a good song for her, and Naomi Scott obviously does a very good job, as she does in uh, Jasmine later. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, that that for me is um, her her OG song, and that's just kind of like, you know... um, I actually, I, I love this song. It's probably top two with Determinate and, uh, for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, up next is More Than a Band, which is probably like a ballad song. It's very, it's sung by the group and it's like how they're not just a band, like they're best friends now. They had a little bit of a rocky start, but 
they I just love the perseverance of the group, honestly. Yeah, and, and this is this is a good song too. It's it's one of the one of the sadder songs. Like when I was talking to my friend about it when we were watching, we were like, Dude, this is kinda sad. Like Yeah. It's it's, it's very emotionally driven. And yeah. um, you know, and, and and I like that too because right before they sing that they're talking about you know, what's wrong with their family kind of. And yeah, then, Everyone's and then they just, just start so singing. different. Mm-hmm. And then they just start singing, and it's like, um, I don't know. It's it's just a good song. And then, no, I um, totally agree. And then through like through the progression of the actual song, you, you see that they're like messing around in, in the pool. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Haley's brothers are like filming. You you see them for like a split second, but yeah. you can tell they're so into it now. So, yeah. I just that, that's like, also. that's like, I feel like when they really come together, like I, that's, there's so many moments where they, I just love the way that they just bind together as a group, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, up next we have, don't you wish you were us, which is also, um, a mudslide crush song. And that song is basically like, you want to be us cause we're popular and you're not. Um, yeah. also still very good song, very rock, very bet, very driven rock songs um and i don't know i really as much as it's supposed to probably be bad i really i could probably listen to that and have a good time like i wouldn't not be mad about it if that makes sense yeah yeah no i i agree the lyrics are um very villainous you know for this for, for a decom right mm-hmm. um but but the but the actual music it's, it's it's not even that bad like um like like you said i i I'd probably be able to listen to it and it's like oh yeah it's, that's, that's a good song you know mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah, nothing bad about that one except for that, you know. It's supposed to be like a crush. villain song. Yeah, and, and, and much like Crush Beats, uh, Lemonade Mouth with that song. I mean, that's the only thing I have against it. But yeah, if that's the only thing I have against it, then it's a good song. So Yeah. Um, up next is like the finale. I mean, it is the finale. Um, it's called Breakthrough. Um, that is the group song that they sing at Madison Square Garden. And it's basically a great, it's, it's a very good song. It's, I love that it's kind of like the song how like they're breaking through all these barriers that they mm-hmm. have had to work through to get to work to even performing at Madison Square Garden. And I just love that. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good song. And it really shows that where the band is, is not what, you know, um, people uh, were saying. Like, um, I, I remember at the very beginning, um, Olivia is talking like uh, uh, um, about how they weren't, you know, a perfect fit altogether, and it shows in, in that song. It's like you know, but like you said, they're they're breaking through all of all the stuff that they've been through. Mm-hmm. You know, ups and downs, mostly downs. Yeah. So, um, no, that's um, that's just a good. Uh, it's, it's a good song too, and like you said, with the uh, graphics in the background. Um, yeah. And then yeah, no, it, it's it's just a cool song. That's, like, when the band, like, takes on, like, a new personality, almost. Like, they all have, like, different costumes. Like, they're all, like, Mm -hmm. very bright, like, neon. And, like, they Mm -hmm. kind of, like, are showing their personality. And they have the new member. Um, And I just think that that's, like, I just love that song. And I just love the conclusion that it brings to the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And finally, although it's not in the movie, but it is a very good song. We have Living on a High Wire. And honestly, like we said, we don't know where this would probably go, but I just feel like it's it's good enough to have been in the movie. Maybe it was cut, like it's possible it was in the movie somewhere. 
but they had to cut it for time purposes because it is a little bit of a longer decom. Usually they're only like 90 minutes. I think this one is maybe 100, 110. I'm not sure. I think it's like an hour 45 or something like that. Yeah, so, so that's like a little bit longer than like the usual um, yeah. like length, obviously, which is always so interesting. Like, obviously, I watch decoms all the time for my podcast and you watch them for your reviews, but each like each one has is so different with the timing, like almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I uh, th- there's really short ones like like an hour and ten minutes, and then you get the longer ones like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Descendants are a bit is a bit Descendants, longer. Team Beach, Team Beach is longer. Yeah, yeah, those are longer, and it's always interesting to me. Um, you know how, how it just varies in um, in time, especially then, as time goes on. I feel like mm-hmm, yeah, from like the earlier ones to the newer ones. I mean, yeah, this is been, relatively newer. It's ten years old, but yeah. So, but, but, but the fact that they're able to fit all this into an hour 40 or, or, or however long it is, mm-hmm. and it's still like a really good movie. Um, uh, top, I, I would say uh, for me personally, top five. Yeah. Um, I would easily. say it's probably top 10 for me. It's very hard to rank honestly. Cause I feel like every time I watch a, Di- a Disney channel movie that I haven't seen in a couple of years, I feel like, and it, I really enjoy it. Like, you know, it's just very like an overall like cycle of rediscovering mm-hmm. things yeah. that I haven't seen in a while. Um, yeah. So I have the thing that said, send questions. And we have a question from my friend, Ashley, who wants to know cool. what our favorite song is. Um, do you um, have an answer? <laughs> I mean, that's tough because um, all those are very good. It is very good. To, but if I was to um, say one song, it's probably going to have to be Determinate. But then She's So Gone, I feel like it's just right there so yeah that's my I, answer but i also have to agree i would say determinate is like the top tier and then we have she's so gone which is like just a little bit below it um those are probably like the two that are like top two for me i mm. just they're both they're very iconic like each disney Bridge movie has, that's a musical has a song that sticks out and i feel like mm-hmm. those are the ones that stick out like high school musical we're all in this together etc and i feel like those are just the songs that stick out and like i just love them so much yeah um yeah it's a hard question because i just i I love the entire album yeah me too like like we said we have nothing wrong with it so yeah um and then finally my question i always end the podcast with is if this movie was released today like do you think it would do as well as it did nine years ago Hmm. um that's a very good question. Um, I don't know. Um, Honestly, I, I do have to agree with you. This movie is very different. I feel like that's yeah, what makes it hard it's to say. It's a totally different feel than, um, say, High School Musical, where you have Descendants, or you have Teen Beach. I, I know I'm just saying musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that, I think that's what it's, it, it's like kind of similar to, even though it's not a musical. Yeah, um, but, I agree. I mean... If, if you really want to, I, I think, um, and this is just me with, with like the quality of the decoms now, um, it's a different, it's a different feel, definitely. And Very I feel like, different feel. Um, especially since this was nine, 10 years ago. Um, I feel, I feel like it, it might do the same, if not a bit better, but mm-hmm. I think just because it's just so different, you know, yeah. um, like with, um, w- w- what came out of the time of this one? Um, 
Yeah. I, I don't even remember. I think it was Teen Beach came out after this one. Yeah, but, like um, Teen Beach, um, 2011. I can't even tell you. Um, I think the Phineas and Ferb movie. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb but, would but, probably but that's be animated. Right. Yeah. Animated, so we we pushed to the side a little bit because. That's a great yeah. movie, but I feel like it's in its own league. Unfortunately, has... I do have to agree. Like they, ca- there's a couple movies that they count as decoms, like the Rapunzel movie that launched the yeah. TV series, and like some of those I don't really count personally. Um, but if you count them, g- good for you. I just personally kind of don't count them. Yeah, I- I'm gonna look up right now um, what um, came out around. Sweet Life movie I think came out in 2011. Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Geek Charming, and Good Luck Charlie, It's Christmas. Mm, okay, so I think because it came out with these certain movies, mm-hmm. like, I think maybe it, it got, um, I don't know, I, I feel like, what's the right word? It was a little bit more quality than the other ones? Uh, yeah, it was definitely more quality, but I think because there were so many movies coming out, like, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the list right now, I think it, I can count one, two, three, four, five. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, oh, six or seven movies came out this same year. And Lemonade Mouth, I, I think, by far, is probably the best one. Yeah, out of that um, year, out of all of them. Yeah. But at the same time, like, they're all so compact together. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think now, actually thinking about it, I think it might do a bit better than it did because there's um, uh, movies um, now that are, well, there's a Kim Possible movie, which I have my opinions about that. The yeah, me too. And, and zombies too are, um, you know, they're 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 good movies. And then stick lemonade enough, let's just say, um, right between zombies two and, and upside down magic, which mm-hmm. you know, well, um, as of this uh, recording hasn't come out yet. Um, I, I think, I think it do pretty well. Yeah, um, just I because... feel like the feel is kind of similar but different at the same time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think it's lemonade enough. Is, is it's in its own league. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because it's so it's so different, I, I I know we keep saying that, but really, if you watch it compared to all the other um, it's movies, it's just it's not something that had really been done before, mm, I guess. Yeah, and even like the Disney Channel original movies today, like I've noticed, they're very um sci-fi. They're very um, yes, I have noticed that too. They're not very realistic, unfortunately, which is something that kind of bothers me a little bit. Like I feel like the last like movie that could like actually have happened would be like bad hair day now it was up that was all the way back in 2015 like, yeah yeah i'll i just i've noticed maybe adventures in babysitting i wouldn't consider that super sci-fi but like descendants zombies freaky friday can possible um all of those like invisible sister i just like i kind of like the movies where it's kind of like normal life and they haven't done something like that in five years so i feel like after yeah, upside down I magic agree. I have no idea what it's going to look like filming um, right now, obviously. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But I feel like I really would like to see them go to something a little bit more different than the sci-fi person. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, um, I Like, we, we never know. Obviously, I was kind of not excited for up down, Upside Down Magic, but, like, as stuff more stuff comes out, it does look more interesting than Zombies, I will give it that. So I think mm, it might I, do a little I, bit I better. I think it might do a little bit better. Um, but at this point, we just kind of have to have hope. And I do want to know what's next for the Disney Channel original movies, because obviously I'll eventually cover them when they come out. Um, yeah, but I just yeah. really, I, I just kind of feel like this movie is different because it's kind of like something that could actually happen. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, definitely, minus definitely. the magic or like switching bodies, which they had done a couple times. Like they did swap. <laughs> Freaky, Freaky Friday. Friday. Um, um, I just, it's just, I feel like some of these movies get predictable. So I would kind of like to see something a little bit different. Um, yeah, I think that's the other thing with Lemonade Mouth is it's not necessarily predictable in the fact that y- you know what's going to happen because of the beginning. But the scenes mm-hmm. in between, it's like, I, I, there's always like a feeling to me of where it's like, it doesn't seem like they're going to make it, you know? Yeah, like, and I um, like the perseverance yeah. of the movie. Like, they don't have it easy. It's not super predictable. Like, I feel like that happens a lot. Yeah, the, and the movies. And, yeah, and think about this one, uh, Lemonade Mouth, as opposed to, say, uh, what, j- what just came out and say, Zombies 2. I, I, I seem to watch the Disney Channel movies in spurts, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, as, as if there was like a, um, like a, advertisement in between like like I, I watched like say an hour and then take a break mm-hmm. and I watched the other hour but with Lemonade Mouth I feel like I was able to watch the entire thing through yeah like when I'm watching some of these movies like even at like some of the lesser not or lesser quality ones to say it nicely um you kind of like sit <laughs> yeah. and like you Team Beach 2 I recently did about a month ago I actually watched that in three to four different sittings because I was super bored and this is yeah. a movie that where you weren't bored and you just wanted to keep watching, which I really liked. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's why I think that if you were to put this movie uh, now, mm-hmm. I, I think you do pretty well because, you know, if, if, if I'm glued to it, I, I think people, you know, younger than me or, or yourself, um, you know, would be very glued to it. And I think it's just, it's a good message overall, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so um, I guess that wraps up this episode. I am so glad that Michael came on the podcast um, and follow him on Instagram at decom.reviews. Is that correct? Um, yes. Okay. Um, and he does reviews every single week. Um, he's done a lot already. So he's, um, you guys should definitely check him out. He's pr- I probably, you've, I'd say you've watched over half of the decoms already. Yes. Um, and I have about like, I want to say 10 to 15 as of this recording, like just waiting I mm-hmm. think I've watched around 80, 85 of them. Wow, congratulations. You know, like that. Well, I mean, um, you know, you know, quarantine and all. Yeah, I know. Um, you're we're as all bored. I, I, I think I've been watching like two, three a week. So yeah. it's just one of those things. And yeah. Um, but yeah, um, follow me on Instagram at, at, at decom.reviews. Um, yeah, if, if you like the reviews, uh, you know, just interact i i'm usually good with the comments um so mm-hmm. yeah I, I, and i always love to hear other people's opinions because mm-hmm. I, I i come from you know a, a certain place um and there's like some people who comment on my posts that are older than me some mm-hmm. are younger than me so then i get to see the full scope of like you yeah. know what what really is disney channel uh, original movies yeah so, like even yeah. with the podcast like some movies like some people really love them but i just Personally, I feel like it's either predictable or something, but it's nice to hear other people's opinions. Like I've had several people reach out about my episodes and I really love when people do that. So make sure you guys go do that with his reviews. And even if you're listening and you had a different opinion on this movie than we did, um, don't be afraid to reach out to either one of us and we can talk. I love talking with the fans too, because it's so crazy to know that people actually listen or like, that's just crazy to me. And even like he said, he's watching two to three movies a week. I'm also... 
Um, trying to, I pump out about two episodes a week um, because I'm trying to get ahead before school starts again. Because last yeah, year when yeah. school started, I kind of fell behind a little bit and then I had to stop the podcast. So you're probably hearing this in about two weeks. So um, like we said, Upside Down Magic will be out. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And we can't wait to see what Disney Channel does next. Yeah, um, and also follow me on Instagram and all the social medias. Um, you can buy my merch, support me on Patreon. And once again, thank you so much, Michael. Any else closing thoughts? Um, well, I would love to do this again sometime if you're um, available, if you're open. Yeah, yeah, this was so fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And if you guys, if you guys love this podcast, if you, um, you know, make sure you give him a follow, um, you know, subscribe, all that stuff. You're so kind. So, yeah, no, I, I, I love talking with you. Yeah, uh, I love this. talking with you too. And like he said, basically he does what I do in writing form. And I always love reading them because like sometimes, like we said, we all have different opinions and I just think it's good to celebrate those different opinions because I mean, obviously not everyone's going to have the same opinion as you. So I think it's always nice to kind of hear other people's opinions or see the other side, which is always so great right, to right. do. Yeah. Um, Well, everyone have a great rest of your day or night or whenever you're listening to this or even at three in the morning for all I know. (laughs) Um, um, Stay safe, um, social distance, um, and I will see you guys again in another episode soon. Bye. Bye.